Hello. Okay, thank you for joining us today. I will talk about um, yeah some news today. Okay, so um, you can um, take a look. Okay, so first one is um, roadtovr.com. Uh, okay, roadtovr.com. Um, the news, uh, this article or this post is written by uh, Scott Hayden. Um, the title is Pico Neo 3 Specs Revealed uh, Snapdragon XR2 Physical IPD Adjustments and More. Okay, so uh, in this article, it talks about uh, Pico Interactive announced last week that Neo 3, the Beijing-based company's next standalone VR headset, is slated to arrive to consumer in Asia starting on May 10, 2021, and to enterprise in the West some, sometime this summer. We had only seen a single partial rendering of Pico Neo 3. However, now the company has revealed more of the headsets uh, alongside revealing uh, a few basic aspects. Okay, so let's take a look of the specs. A Pico Neo 3 will include Qualcomm Snapdragon XR2 chip chipset, Wi-Fi 6 antenna, optical controllers with embedded tracking sensors, three physical IPD adjustments, four wide angle cameras provide um, millimeter level positioning and tracking, curved screen locked at 90 has refresh. Okay, so these are the specs. So pretty much, um, you know, this is going to launch pretty soon. And in late March, the company announced it, it was opening its own publishing division called Pico Studio. The company says it will be partnering with the global developers to bring its 60OF VR apps and games to consumers in Asia. The company has already struck its uh, Pico store with around 400 apps, which include a number of fan favorites loca uh, localized for Chinese consumption, such as Super Hot VR, um, Apex uh, Construct, Angry Birds VR, I IO of Pics, and uh, uh, Racket and X. Okay, as, the, as for the West, Pico is still focusing on serving enterprise clients and B2B with Neo3, which makes sense since there are very few companies up to the task of undercutting the successful Oculus Quest platform by um, Facebook. It's important to note that China-based consumers can't purchase Oculus device as Facebook is banned in the country, um, which makes for an interesting state of affairs. Pico Interactive has been armed with a fresh B and B plus funding round though among around $67 million 
and there is no telling what inroad Pico will make outside of Asia in the future. Wow, so pretty much because uh, you know Oculus or Facebook is banned in China, so that's why Pico, yeah, of course, I find that um, China is spending every big companies around the world and they just start learning, learning from other company and start their, you know, um, super giant company in China that I would say monopoly, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> to you know kind of like make it super big in in china but it's kind of learn from other giants uh in the world okay so pico is one of the examples so you can see that beijing based uh, company right now they are integrating tons of good um, um, high-tech stuff um yeah so so that's for sure. And they are tailoring, I think Pico is really smart because right now, um, you know, VR, um, the majority of people using VR in China or in Taiwan or in Asia is more for games, right? Because in Asia, there's a very interesting phenomenon, which is called uh, cyber or um, um, coffee shop for game. Um, it's like uh, it has a personal space. Yeah, because when I was pretty young, I, I was raised um, and grew up in Taiwan. And during that time, the culture is that um, there are tons of places which serve uh, some, some really delicious meals and they have super fast Wi-Fi. And inside that, they have like a super high-end computer. So a lot of teenagers or you know young people, they just hang there uh, for the whole day, right? You can pay. It's like a rental system. So pretty much, you go there, you you just eat the meal. You you can order the meals there, and you just spend the whole day there. So this is because of this types of culture, it's so easy for gaming, you know, like a VR game to come through. So for VR, you know, gaming, we, the gaming is much better and especially 5G. Uh, when I went back to Taiwan this year, pretty much I used my mom's 5G. My mom has 5G phones, which is crazy. Cause I mean, I, 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 I'm considered to be the, you know, the, the one who got the most high tech uh, equipment, right? But my mom, my mom doesn't even know what's AR, VR, you know, she, she knows 5G because she has, but she doesn't even know, she, she knows that it will run faster, that's it. But she already has a 5G phone, which she thinks is pretty good because it's the same price, but you know, from 4G to 5G. <clears throat> so <clears throat> I would say that the technology, especially the hardware part, China or Asia is much, much ahead of America, uh, especially because in, in Asia, um, people live closer to each other, which accelerates 5G, because in 5G, you have to, you know, install some, you know, I would say some sensors or some equipments, you know, very close to each other. And 5G, you know, and 5G can accelerate tons of stuff like self-driving cars or VR, you know, like since it's no latency. So, you know, it's definitely really good. So you see China is usually or Asia 
most of the country because they are not bound in USA law, right? So they can kind of, you know, um, very free to take or learn from other people's knowledge and then apply to their product. And since they have a really strict, you know, um, self-protection laws for in, inside their country. So, yeah, so I can see like um, uh, Pico will be the next like Baidu, Alibaba or, you know, WeChat, you know, some, some other giant companies, right? So, yeah, so I can pretty much see that. Okay, so let's see another article is from Forbes. The author is Charlie Fink. Uh, yeah, so, and the title is This Week in XR, uh, Fortnite's uh, Billion Dollar Metaverse, Surgical Robots, XR Art, Immersive Concerts, Navi Navidia 2. Okay, so let's take a look of the uh, today's news. Uh, so the first one, if you can see my screen, I think it, this looks pretty cool. It looks like a, a trash, a trash planet. Uh, and there's a, an alien is working on top of it. Okay, so um, it's called uh, Travis Scott in Astronomical from Epic Games, Fortnite. Okay, so first one is Epic Games plans Metaverse flag on Fortnite Island. Uh, the maker of the mega hit game and you, uh, Unreal Engine game development platform has landed another cool billion in a new round of funding. The company says they are building of the metaverse and uh, interconnected platform for games, e-commerce, social media, and entertainment. It values Epic at $28.7 billion but a public offering might bring five times that number. Okay, so pretty much they are funding for this game, for the VR game. Um, um, I would say a few months ago, before, uh, I played a really interesting game, VR game, I forgot the name, but that was really interesting, is that there are so many different, like in the game, pretty much it's time-based and there are so many weird planets you have to explore. And when you wear the headset, you can, you know, <clears throat> you, you, you will, um, you know, uh, be in a, a spaceship and then uh, you go through like different planet. Some planet, they have like giant sea fish, right? It's like really creative and a little dreamy stuff. And then at the end, you will find out that eventually we are going to die. Why? Because the sun will approach you and devour you. So um, I would say this game is really meaningful. And there are so many weird, I would say very weird little elements. And it, it seems like the game only runs every, um, I forgot how, how many minutes, but there's a, there's a, a time uh, limit. And every time when you die, you go back to the original spot. It's really like reincarnation, reincarnation, and every time like, but uh, the previous place you explore was not wasted. For example, like if you travel to the pre the, the another planet, you will get the knowledge of that, and the the world will slightly different because you travel there. It's very interesting. It's like. Yeah, when I played that, I find out the game mechanics was really interesting. For example, there was 
a, a twin, a twin uh, planet, which, for example, like um, sometimes you can put, uh, you know, the sand and there will be a tube and the sand will go over from one planet to another and while another one, you know, will have some weird effects to it. So you have to make sure you are not dying while exploring those unknown planets. So yeah, so when I see that, it reminds me of that VR game. It's really interesting that that, that game. I, I really forgot the name, but maybe next time I can bring it up. But yeah, that, that, that's it. Okay, so N NVIDIA introduced the Omniverse. I think it's interesting that everyone like likes like a metaverse, omniverse, or something verse, right? For for VR, for for the the, the VR company, yeah. So yeah. So I mean, maybe it's a code name. So okay. So this almost got past us as it was introduced at uh, Navidia's GTC conference earlier this week. And it seems a little bit too inside baseball, but this story shows how it's not. The metaverse for engineers based on open source platform from Pixar is enabling BMW to test a real factory as a digital twin before building its twin IRL. Okay, so um, um, pretty much they are um, trying to build something yeah, and then, yeah, metaverse. Okay, so they are going to have uh, the, the open source platform from Pixar for engineer, something like that. <laughs> okay, so let's see the next news. Um, the Carverberus Surgical hopes to raise 460 millions for their VR surgery platform. Okay, as for, um, sur surgical stuff, I think uh, VR really helps um, you know, surgeon or doctors or intern doctors um, to practice the surgery before they actually operate. And it's also, you know, like, you know, uh, there are so it, it, it's really it's really dangerous or you you let people expose in and um, in, in a place that there are so many, you know, um, real, real knife, real tools without being properly trained. You know, you, you let the doctor go to the operation room without fully prepared, that's extremely dangerous. And training a doctor by using the real tool, real, real, real dead body is also expensive. And uh, some, some people think it's kind of, you know, pretty scary to to go to the the, the room with the um, dad body and trying to learn how to do things. It's it's pretty scary as well. So I think um, the the VR surgical really uh, sur a VR sur surgery platform really helps um, the doctors surgeons to practice. So the company plans on going public um, NYSE with a 1.1 billion evaluation. If this happened, they will be the second VR unicorn company. Wow. I think 
And the first one is probably, I, I, I don't know the first one, but the second one, I wish that um, Charlie can write about who's the first one. Yeah, their surgical robot used VR to bring surgeons inside a patient to do minimal invasion, um, invasive surgery. Okay, so it's very interesting because I just got a surgery uh, this, um, this January. I fly back to Taiwan and did a surgery for uh, my fibroids. I got, I, I was diagnosed, there was a, a 14 centimeter fibroids inside my uterus. So I must did the operation, it's benign. Actually, I, it, it is fine if I, if I just let it grow, I, I won't die. But I just feel like I have to take it out. It's so gross. So yeah. So I mean, I went to the surgery room, and then um, there are so many different types of surgery. For example, there's a surgery called Da Vinci Da Vinci arm surgery. Pretty much, it put you know small small needles or something, and and draw a small hole to your you know uterus, and through that. And uh, the doctor can see a giant screen and operate like super small needles or something inside the uterus. So, uh, you know, the difference between traditional uh, surgery and the, the new surgery is that the traditional one will leave a super big scars, but the small one, it just leave a small hole, but the doctor needs to, you know, break, I would say at least 10 to 20 needles in order to, you know, remove the, the, the fibroid from my uterus. So that's why we choose the traditional one, which took probably three hours for the entire, you know, um, fibroid cut out. So I, I think uh, this will definitely help. For example, it will help doctors because the traditional one, the doctor needs to operate inside the room, but the future one, according to like, you know, like as for Da Vinci, Da Vinci on for the surgical stuff, it, the, the equipment is $1 billion. So yeah, the, the surgery will be probably, I mean, I know in Taiwan is much cheaper and much better, has a much cheaper and better medical system than in America. And in Taiwan, the, the basic cost for Da Vinci arm surgery is probably, I would say 15K USD dollars. So that's why I choose the traditional one. That's why I have an ugly scar on my tummy. So yeah, so I mean, VR surgery will definitely help because not like the, doc, uh, the doctor can practice. And a second, the wound or anything like doctor can just like operate in front of a computer. Uh, doctor doesn't have to be in the in the in the room. So I think this will definitely help improve the uh, surgery level. Okay, so let's see the next one. Virtual facilities um, secure eighteen million to support the defense industry expand AI-driven analytics and 3D visualization uh, technology. Okay, so the interesting things about, um, you know, the, the VR, AR thing is that they have an animated 3D visualization in real time, in real space with the 3D model. 
This is totally different from the traditional website. Why I say the traditional website is information overloaded. Why? Because it's not customized according to what user wants. It's more organized through what the designer wants. Even though uh, a lot of UX UI designer will say, oh, you know, we did a lot of research. Uh, the user knows where to find the information. But, you know, for the traditional UX UI website, it's, the user is passive, right? If I want something, I need to press something and I have to have a structure in mind so I can find something. But as for XR, the UX UI is totally different from the, um, um, the, um, the UX UI is totally different from the traditional one. Why? Because when you want something, it's more intuitive and there is no rigid structure. It's <clears throat> everything, if you want something, it's like there's a single button or something and it's more storytelling and uh, uh, everything can update lively. And <clears throat> as for AR, if you see a lot of AR apps, there are not many buttons. There are not many, you know, like scrolling text. It's pretty much, I would say, uh, similar to uh, you, if you use traditional website, it's like you are reading a novel of Harry Potter, right? But if you are um, in the VR you know, world or XR world, it's like you are playing Harry Potter game or you are uh, watching Harry Potter's movie and people's mind, it, it's easier for, for people to you know, learn from uh, storytelling or interactive stuff uh, instead of you know, reading a page of book. I think right now the website design is kind of like traditional books, right? It's like laying out nicely and you click. Um, yeah, it's like, it's a little different. It's structure a little differently. It's like more like click through PowerPoint, right? But in XR, it's really, you need to fully understand the whole structure in order for the, the you know, the player or the user to you know go through different stuff and have a fully not only visual sound so like the user can learn through visual sound you know and haptics all the different part of the, um, the body so the user can learn more right so yeah this company is um, virtualytics virtualytics is letting people transport into VR to view data with other users. Uh, the Air Force is using virtualytics for predictive maintenance for um, aircraft, ensuring military readiness and low cost. Okay, so yeah, let's see other news. Amaze VR raises 9.5 million to bring immersive concepts to VR. Okay, the goal of the company similar to Wave XR's new defunct um, VR unit helps supervise fans close up um, personal views of pre-recorded concert content with CGI effects included. The concerts will be coming to VR headsets, pop-up events, and movie theaters later in 2021. Okay, so let me share with you the video.
if you can see my video, you can see that basically, um, you know, there are users, and you uh, users can sit on the haptical chairs, and everything will be mapping to wow, a tour bus and uh, through moving theaters. This is pretty cool and amazing VR app, the ultimate fan experience. So pretty much they inter integrate with, wow. Okay, so in this video, you can pretty much see the whole shooting process and uh, the results. Okay, so Amaze VR raises $9.5 million to bring immersive concerts to VR. The goal of the company similar to Wave VXR's now defunct. Yeah, okay, okay. So yeah, so pretty much they are going to bring the immersive concerts to, 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 uh, to VR. Okay, so Snapchat will bring AR momentous across Los Angeles. The monuments are a partnership between Snap and LACMA to showcase artists and lens creators, celebrating diverse his histories across LA from a variety of different cultures. Those in LA can see the landmarks on the Snap map within platform. Oh, Snap, oh, the maps. Okay, so. Yesterday we talked about Samsung, Samsung's canvas app. Yeah, they also have a map at in the front page. So I think people are learning from each other. So yeah, so uh, yeah, before I think in my previous uh, meetup, I talked about um, Snapchat uh, having some, you know, world mark or location mark. So pretty much you can partner with your friends and paint some cool stuff in your you know local space. So yeah, Snapchat is kind of doing that as well in LA. And then Quest 2 is getting a huge update. Uh, the update introduced wireless PC VR, 120 haze refresh and keyboard and desktop tracking. Keyboard and desktop tracking allow users to type and mark their desk in their guardian while in VR, uh, bringing to life their virtual office concept from last year. The wireless uh, PC VR named a Air Link streams uh, VR to your desk uh, to your computer, uh, uh, so you can have a um, um, extremely stable Wi-Fi connection. The next one is the Pico 903 specs were revealed last week. Uh, the headset, which will be releasing on May 10, 2021, will have a Snapdragon XR2 chip set, the same chip Oculus 2 has, three IPD adjustment for wide angle cameras for positioning and capturing, a curved 90 uh, haze screen, and uh, a Wi-Fi 6 antenna. The headset will be released outside of Asia sometime during this summer. Uh, the next one, VZ Fit launches on the Oculus App Store. V, uh, via Zoom, the company behind the app is dictating the uh, to transform the exercise VR space. The app allows users to work out 
and exercise the world on Oculus Quest first and second. Users can connect their headset to most smart bikes or work out through a full-body exercise. It's really interesting during pandemic that uh, you know every big companies is doing the home gym or a lot of uh, exercise program in different uh, uh, or create their own platform, such as Apple. Apple has the their, their own fitness program. So if you buy Apple Watch, you can get one month free access to the fitness program. Um, right now, uh, a lot of companies, uh, they are working on uh, integrating their platform to home gym as well. Okay, so let's take a look for the next one. The next news is from the art news. Uh, the website is called the art newspaper the artnewspaper.com, okay. So um, the the author is, mm, yeah, I didn't see the author. Okay, so that's fine. So uh, the title is called Unfolding Shines is some of the most ambitious augmented reality art we have seen in the last year. Okay, so let's see, what is it? Unfolding Shines is an exhibition per produced by Shape Arts in collaboration with Hot Knife Digital Media, where four artists, Jason, um, Sophie, Re Rebecca, and Uma present art in augmented reality. Okay, so let's see. Uh, the imagination of marginalism has always tended towards the radical steers by the pal palpable need to create something new where the old is unfit for purpose. Where the outdated system have failed, mind these radical resigns pro uh, proffered automated uh, futures. So Ship AR said that we have seized this opportunity to chronicle the world dream up through this time uh, of disconnected. The augmented reality of marginalist and creatives in these rooms of tender tribe, uh, tribute for artists that have built unfolding shines to people, place, and ideas that have revealed their importance against a backdrop of dis dis disruption. The imagination of marginalism has always tended towards a radical steered by uh, the palpable need to create something new where the old is unfit for purpose. Uh, where outdated systems have failed, my those uh, radical residents uh, proffered alter, alternative future. So, okay, so let's take a look of the, um, the, uh, the, the shines. Okay, so if you can see my screen, um, you can see like there's something very weird inside the middle of something like circus. Yeah, so um, the next screen will be a very modern um, system. The next next one will be, you know, in a volcano. Um, um, then the fourth one will be a lot of random weird, I would say, 
random stuff inside it. So yeah, so they their statements is that just like that, still sitting on the couch in my Seoul Korea apartment, I am transported to the New York street. Um, yeah, um, you know, uh, I walk past them and encountering curious art, artistic objects at random, random street corners. So pretty much uh, they launch an, uh, a VR app, which allows people to go to different uh, dreaming place and experience exotic, uh, you know, exotic scenes. So yeah, so, okay. So thank you so much. This is today's news and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.